0: Hello and welcome to Motorsport Now. My name is Jay Paveley and today's guest is Tegan Lillicrap. Tegan has got every aspect of her life filled with motorsport. She's only 20-something and she's been a scrutineer since she was 16. She's got an engineering degree and she's also organising a rally championship for under-25s. So without further ado, here is Tegan.
1: Hi, I'm Tegan. I am do many things in motorsport, scrutineering. I've competed a little bit. I work in engineering, studied engineering. So, and now I'm running a a rally championship as well. So many things.
0: You've got a massive CV considering you're only 22, I think you said. Yeah. And you're like a really nice fun loving girl as well on your instagram profile it says that you're a prosecco drinker at night and then motorsport engineer during the day so <laughs> that's a yeah. big thing
1: yeah and- I, I have been known for a for love of prosecco um I know on the when we finished the RAC two years ago it's a big big event or th- four years ago now because I've done two and uh on my first event I got to the finish and someone um kindly handed me a bottle of prosecco so there is a there is probably (laughs) a bit of somewhere of me with some prosecco on the uh, on the finish line but yeah I think it's nice to have that mix between being able to be serious and do all these really in-depth things but also be able to switch off and have a laugh and make it as fun as you can really definitely it's really important to get that balance isn't it but I think from what you said before when we had a
0: little chat before I started the interview you said that you started training to be a scrutineer if we start with that tell us about your story of how you got into scrutineering and, and why it's such a responsible <laughs> role
1: yeah so we I come from the southwest so down in Devon and it's it's a bit difficult down there with not having circuits really close so we have a lot of grassroots events a lot of rallying it's, it's very big in in the background there um and I have a very good friend of mine called John Cooper and many people will know him if they've been in rallying and he's been around a while um and he wanted me to go navigating actually in a rally car um be the co-driver and I have the worst car sickness ever like I was like if you put me in that car I will throw up like um so yeah it's it was one of those things that I was like look I can't do that but I studied science and maths and stuff for A-level, so I was like, you know what, I'll come and do the Scrutineering with you, then it means I get to spend some time with you, and we'll have a laugh and see where it takes us, and luckily it's given me a lot of opportunities, which I may not have had otherwise, but that was kind of the route route in, but my family are big into motorsport anyway, so it was only a matter of time before something got me in there.
0: And Scrutineering, like, so as a young girl, and I hate to ask this, and I hope it doesn't come across patronising, but you, you know, nice, happy, smiley girl bounds up to someone and say, right, it's time for scrutineering. How do people react to
1: that? So it's a funny one, actually. So when I when I initially started, I had a lot of people who I think underestimated that I was the scrutineer. So I'd turn up and they'd be like, oh, you're the scrutineer. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, no, trust me, I'm the scrutineer. You can, like, start presenting the car whatever. And then, um, or or you'd have people like, that were at sprints or heel climbs and they'd be getting ready and they'd be like in a typical way just putting on race suits or whatever and then I'd walk around the corner for scrutineering they're like oh my god sorry like (laughs) so yeah when I started I think it was more more shock than anything um but as it as it progressed I think the other scrutineers so I work with like an all-male team other than me and they found that where people would potentially be, like, more aggressive or not... Defensive, maybe? Yeah. So defensive with when there's an issue, when I addressed it, they'd be a lot more politer, they'd be more helpful, they'd want to be opening the doors, and that, like, gentleman side of things would come out.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Which they they were like, oh, we've had issues with that person for years or something like that. And with me, I'm like, no, perfectly fine. And so it kind of shifted scrutineering because it just made it all a bit more of like a less stressful place. Um, In in the other hand, I had, I know on one of my first times doing the national at Rally GB, there was a a girl who I know was quite like, um, worried about scrutineering because she had had some bad, bad instances before with people being like, very overly like intense, I think right okay and, so she me and I was like it's fine we can have a laugh we can have a little bit of a like giggle about it and she was like oh totally different like it's chilled it's cut I'm like yeah because I'm not here to make you fail I'm here to get get you competing and for me and the team I work with we want people to compete we just want to make sure that you're safe in doing so
0: yeah that's really important to get that across isn't it because scrutineering I always get super nervous before scrutineering I think it's just it feels a little bit like an exam to me but at the same time it's it's people presenting cars that have obviously so much money's gone into it and they put so much time into it but you guys are just there to make sure that we've tickled the right think, boxes really.
1: I think that's the same with a lot of people I think a lot of people find it very nerve-wracking that they've got it's something they've spent months potentially preparing and yeah. it's going to like gone through but a lot of the time especially with me and the teams that I work with if we if we're scrutineering your car and there's an issue and we know how to solve it we will help you out or say you come in and a seat's out of date and we know a local contact we'll we'll give you the contact and we'll be like try these they'll help you out we're here all night if not catch us in the morning because it's not it's not us versus them at the end of the day we need the events to run so we need competitors to compete. So it's a benefit for all of us if you can can get out and get going really.
0: And how do you stay up to date with all the latest releases and do you often read the blue book is that your nighttime yeah. reading? <laughs> I'm sure it's a thrilling I think, read.
1: <laughs> I think many people think that I sit and read the blue book <laughs> maybe if I can't sleep you know it'll help help draw me up. Um well so strictly have bulletins that come through to us monthly weekly any any updates we, we get made aware of. We have seminars each year that we attend, so we find out new new rules, regulations, and we can propose issues or say that we've got problems with stuff. um The blue book, yeah. When I started, I read the blue book a lot, and a lot of the time, the blue book is for is for reference. So normally, if I've got the blue book in my hand, there is an issue. So <laughs> I've been. I'll I've yeah. <laughs> been told that I. I they're all like she's lovely she's so lovely then I like all pick up the blue book and they're like oh no
0: (laughs) it's good that you check them isn't it if you see like a doctor if you go to doctors and they start looking up something. at least you know they're they're double checking and you're not winging it you know you're making sure it's it's a lot
1: lot of the time it will be like oh there's a query on this so you'll look up the blue book because you know like or or maybe tires I I can't remember the entire tire list like I'm good but I'm not that (laughs) good so it might be something that especially because I move between disciplines so you move from sprints to hill climbs to rallying and so you just it's just checking just like double like oh yeah I just want to double check that before we go in this route and that route so yeah but yeah yeah. so we, we try and keep up to date and luckily every year any regulations that change are always highlighted in red in the blue book so easy
0: to find yeah easy to flip through and you yeah. also did uh, motorsport engineering at university I can't remember the university you went to you told me to before and it's really long. <laughs> yeah
1: <so laughs> that's, that's a good degree to do like again quite unusual. Yeah so I went to uh, the University of Wales Trinity St David which as you said is a mouthful um, so yeah I'll shorten it to UWTSD but that's in Swansea um, which for me was great because South Wales is like rallying, rallying home and rallying through and through so it's great um but yeah so I studied physics maths and and French and all sorts for a level um and then I wanted to do it in a in a practical application but for me motorsport has always been in my life it's been a big passion and so I was like why not it means that my, my degree was based on mechanical principles so it's still a mechanical engineering degree but it just meant that all the subjects and all of the lectures were more aimed at something so you could you could apply your principles um and for me i went to a lot of open days and at different universities and a lot don't they'll do formula student but they won't work actively with motorsport in british motorsport um whereas the university in swansea we run MCR track cars. So they're sports 2000 track cars, and we compete in the sports 2000 British championship. And they've got very good track records with that. We've got rally cars, we've got motorbike teams, and it's all actual British championships that they're competing in, which I really liked because for me, if I was gonna get a motorsport degree, it made more sense to do actual British motorsport in some way. Um, But again, there I was the only girl on on my course. do you mind? Which was a, It was a little potentially a little bit daunting when I started but I grew up with two older brothers so I'm kind of used to it so it didn't bother me as much and um, there was a girl who did automotive and a lot of the courses uh, a lot of the subjects were merged together so a lot of the time me and her she's one of my best mates now but we were together so it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't like you were just completely on on your own a search show but yeah I would. It, it's one of those courses which you've got to be passionate about racing to go and do it's not an easy
0: degree at all I know a few people that have dropped out of it because the math is so intense
1: yeah so it's it's still it's still engineering like pure engineering it's, it's very intense but for me like you would study vehicle dynamics or suspension or um like stress engineering, but you would apply it to stuff like Conrods or um, engines. or So it was active. actively you could see what was happening, which made learning all the maths make a little bit more sense. Cause you're like, oh, okay, I know how this principle works. So this is what I'm trying to achieve. So in that way, I think rather than a pure mechanical degree where it could be applied to anything, it, it helped because you had something you could relate it too and then going
0: on from that but more recently you've been a big part in organizing a new championship which is really exciting so tell us a bit about that
1: yeah so I am at the start well end of what would it be now 2019 I say end probably August time I was in a car uh, on the way to some motorsport event I think I want to say it was probably Carlisle um north or up in north wales somewhere and we were just discussing me and me and john were having a discussion about how to get more youngsters into the sport and i suggested well we'll do a young championship run it like really simple regs really cheap make it accessible and um john john is a um board member of the a a director of the roger albert motor club um and Along with some others that are very good friends of ours, and he proposed it. And about a month later, they rang up and said, "Oh, the championship's yours." So Amazing. at the start of two thousand and twenty at Autosport Show, we launched Crew Twenty Five, um, with a specific aim at trying to encourage people under twenty-five in into rallying because you look at a lot of the top rallying in this country nowadays. It, it most most competitors are historic or they're competing in historics um and it was that we 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 can't we can't hope or rely on them to keep british rallying going because it's it's going to it's going to fade so crew 25 was really based on the principle of future proofing the sport and it it was going to be different to other other junior championships in the sense that i wanted it to be very much run by young people for young people and I know that I know other junior championships I know people who do other junior championships and it's expensive it's really expensive um not just to be competitive um but to enter to go to rounds to travel and for the majority of youngsters in this country they don't have the budget to do a whole junior championship Um, Whereas I grew up with two brothers who were rallying, road rallying, and doing everything on a, as little a budget as possible because that's all they had. And so I really wanted a championship which aimed at the everyday people. Um, I, I remember speaking to someone who works closely with the FIA and she was like, oh, we're, we're trying. We're looking at, looking at a junior championship that's going to be like 80k to do. I guess, like, but most juniors don't have 80K. Like, it's, yeah, that's, it's bad, that's a lot money. It?
0: it will work for particular people. But as you said, the majority of people who just want to enjoy their motorsport just don't have that money. So what do, what does it entail? What rounds, where, what cars? Tell us a bit more.
1: So for the championship, it was, you could, You have to be under 25 to, and you have to have a driver, co-driver pairing of under twenty five to twenty five, including twenty five and under. Yeah, yeah. So you have to be that to be able to win the the title outright. You can you can be a driver who is twenty five and have an older navigator, but then you forfeit your right to the overall title because. As much as I was like, let's be inclusive, let's try and help people out. In the same turn of hand, I was like, I don't want it to be that people just turn up with older navigators who have got Welsh's experience and just run away with the championship because that's not not fair and from what I can see like there's a shortage of co-drivers anyway like I always know people who are shouting out for for good co-drivers and I was like I want to do a championship where we can nurture and bring in more of both sides um and another thing I think was what i've seen happen a lot is people will change their co-drivers so often that they then have like inconsistency and the, the driver just won't won't do well and i'm like yeah because you don't trust the person sat next to you and i think that some of the best drivers that i've seen trust the person that's in that co-driver's seat next to them and i are like you've got you've got to uh, stick it out and do events with them and build that relationship and that's kind of what we want to work on and help
0: yeah, it's, it's interesting, that point, because at the same time, if you are doing one of these more expensive championships, then do you really want to risk continuing with someone you're not sure on? So I guess if you do a championship yeah. that is more affordable, it gives you a bit more time to develop that relationship.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so we, being part of the Roger Albert Motor Club, it means that we come with a wealth of experience, and both John and Colin and Nicola, who are all directors and high up in the club, they know a lot of people, and which means I have access to a lot of people. So if it if it means that you want some co-driver training, we I can arrange it. You, you just ask, and I will make sure that they will people will sit with you and they will give you the the encouragement that you need. And similarly, I know I have relations with um, other people that are used to be um, ex Peugeot drivers and stuff like that which I'm more than happy to do driver training and sit with people and encourage them and so I've really tried to build relationships with people who have said yeah this is what we need this is what the sport need and anything that we can do to help they will and if that's simply just sitting with someone I know um, I spoke to someone at the autosport show who was a little bit worried because they hadn't ever done forests or anything like that they'd only done like the track sort of track based rallying yeah and I was like that's fine i I have loads of people who've got experience they'll sit with you they will go through videos with you they will help you in any way that they can to make sure that you feel comfortable for doing your first event on a on a rally which i think you don't often get from from championships it, is people trying to I, I'm really trying to give back to sport that is what this whole championship's about it's nothing for personal gain it's simply to Get new blood in. Um, Can I ask a a, quite
0: personal question? Why do you want it to survive? What's why are you so passionate about rallying? Why why rallying?
1: So I think for me, my I've seen my brothers try and do it on a cheap, on a on as cheap as possible, Mm. and I know that they've got they are big into road rallying. Um, My eldest Aaron, he he won the under twenty five road rallying championship when he was under twenty five um Ross the slightly the middle one of us all he has got awards left right and center for trialing and for um auto testing and road rallying and all they've got so many awards and I know that rallying was something they always wanted to do mm. but it's always financially not really been viable yeah and for me that that is is, is a frustration because I know that they would go on and do so well at it like they have in all the other disciplines that they've competed in and so i want to give people who are in their posi- in the similar positions to my brother the chance to actually be able to go and go and do it and if if i feel like we're a stepping stone championship so say you've come from um juniors where you've been doing say the msn championship or doing um like track rallies and you want to you want to progress but you don't want to go straight full on into the unknown we we can kind of bridge that gap and and help you and we we aim to give away a lot of incentives as well so to help with the cost none of our incentives for this year yet have been been announced but um similar they'll be similar to what we had last year um and last year we were hoping to have given away we were going to give away tires and um, we had links with fuchs and uh pirelli and all sorts of which are stuff that will help lower the cost. Um, and that was a big thing. So if, to enter the championship, it's only 25 pound a person, plus you have to join the Roger Albert Clark. So I think it works out about 80 pound, like total as a as a pair to join, which is, is considerably cheaper than a lot. A lot cheaper <laughs> than a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's that. We've picked rounds which I've worked with before, or I know people enjoy and love. Um, so we have new rounds, which are like Questmead and Rally Nuts, which join us for this season. Um, as of yet, their dates are to be confirmed because I I know they're normally earlier in the year and obviously currently. Yeah,
0: but it's just so up in the air, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And then then we have um, Red Kite stages, Rally North Wales, Harry Flatters, Three Shire stages and the Carlisle stages. So they're all, they're a mix of events. So we've got some tarmac and gravel, but there are also events where I've worked with the people or the the scrutiniers that I know have worked on those events or people I know have been to those events and competed and have gone, no, actually, we like that event, it runs as well. Because for me, I was like, I'd rather take you to good events that you're gonna enjoy, that are safe, that I don't feel are gonna just chuck you into the unknown. Um, it's like Three Shires, it's a closed road, road event. Um, I went there the first year it ran and I ac- actually wrecked it before before it started. Oh, and uh, yeah, me and John, we may have nearly put his car in the hedge because I forgot to <laughs> tell him. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we come up to the brow of a hill and I forgot to say right after it and the road actually looks like it goes straight on, but we, we made it just about. Um, but so I wrecked that event and me and John had a discussion about trying to get people on onto pace notes or trying to get them on a closed road and we felt that that event was not too not too big it 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 would be a closed road where they'd actually be able to go and they'd feel like part of the event and the spirit of that event was just so great we we traveled around when they were actually competing and there were people on sofas people had cut open caravans and so they could sit in the caravan and look up over the valley and watch and people stood on the side of their houses cheering them on and the road sections and stuff and I really felt the whole area got behind it and I I was like it's an important event to go to because you know being a youngster that feeling like you're part of something where the whole community is behind you really encourages you to go actually this is a sport I want to do people are into it and it gives you that bit of motivation Um, so yeah it's yeah, I hope people like the rounds. <laughs> yes, no, they
0: sound fantastic. And still, of course, the cost is still quite a lot to do those rallies, obviously the entries and the car you've got to use and so on and so forth. Is there any events that you're just going to do for road rallies, for instance, just to keep that cost
1: low? You- so, so what we what we do, do offer, so the incentive, one incentive that I know that I will be able to give away is um, we pick at random a crew for the next event. And we'll pay for their entry for that event. Oh, well, right. so, so a completely random one. Yeah. So someone at random will pick. will pick, say, out of a hat or somewhere, and they'll get they'll get four hundred pounds towards their entry of the next event. So that will help to bring it down. Yeah. The other thing that we've tried to do is, if you look at our class structure, it's very basic. So we've limited it to one point. Uh, 1.8. I think it's like officially is like 1810. So you can't have big fast cars. So it means that you 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 can turn up in a Nissan Micra and it will be you've put a roll cage in it. You've got a safety kit and you can go and compete. That it's not is it, it is completely aimed at trying to keep actual cost of running the car down and then we've structured the point system so that if you do well in your class you will do well overall
0: okay so the overall so, class the rally you'll get better points for your championship yeah
1: yeah yeah so so to do well in our championship you need to be consistent within your class it won't matter necessarily where you finish overall out of the championship contenders because i really wanted to i really wanted to make it so that if you turn up in a 1.1, you can feel like you're still competitive within the championship against someone who is in a 1.8, and it comes down to you being consistent and consistently finishing well rather than just turning up with a big big engine car and running away with it because you simply have more power.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Do you have any restrictions on things like tyres or...? So, tyres are, are pretty free. There's nothing... other. other obviously... Other than what is specified in the blue book regulation, there's nothing particular. There is a few things with trans, like transmission stuff or gearboxes and stuff like that, sequential, if you have sequentials and it's not standard. But what we have done is we have classes one to four now, which are your standard car, literally as standard as it comes. And class five is open. So in class five, as long as it's within the, the engine cap, yeah. You can, and within what's specified in the regulations, you can pretty much do do what you like.
0: yes yeah. do so what you've got you your, like. But your classes <laughs> within your championships so you've got different. So not, you know, so if someone turned up in like a a newer Fiesta or something, then and sometimes yeah. it was an old course. then at least they've got the opportunity to get something at the end of it.
1: Yeah, and so in in our first year, we we restricted it to a one point six as the max, and then obviously we never got going because of COVID. So and we had this discussion and we were trying to look at what cars what cars are available and cheap. <laughs> <laughs> and looking at some, you've got stuff like the MG ZR, which would put you into that slightly higher class. So we were like, if we extend it to 1.8, we know that there's cars that are about and the MG ZR is a very popular first rally car. Um, but then it also meant that if you do have an R2 Fiesta, you can come and compete because you will fit into the classes somewhere. So, um, but if if anyone wants to know what class they'd be in or have any technical questions, we are going to do a Q&A, a live Facebook event. So
0: when's that going to be?
1: Have you planned that in yet?
0: Or?
1: Well, well, it's coming in the next couple of weeks, but yeah. so
0: Great. We'll push that. Everyone keep an eye out. We're going to watch that Facebook Live with Tegan
1: yeah so so probably not long after this airs we'll but if you keep an eye on the facebook and instagram it will be all over there um but we're going to do a q a and i'll have all the technical guys with me and stuff so if people want to know oh i've got this car and it's got this specs um we can do that or if you just drop us an email at the crew 25 email address we can um we'll get back to you on that and like i said the technical side of it we are more than happy to help people and well, you, you are more
0: than happy. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. You're so enthusiastic. And what's the um, social media um handle so people can follow it? I think it's just at crew twenty-five, I believe. I think I think it is because I had yeah, crew it's crew underscore twenty-five. So yeah, yeah right, that I'm gonna follow it right the second. So there you go, and follow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so
1: if everyone goes and uh, goes and gives that follow, it would be great and share us about. Um but yeah, so a lot. The main principle of this championship is that other than the technical side who is, which is looked after by John Cooper, but that's simply because if you've been in rallying, you've probably heard of him or know him or know someone that knows him from a scrutineering aspect. But he has such a wealth of knowledge and he's an eligibility, scrutineer and um, stuff like that, that for the technical side. I was like, I want someone who who's got the experience and knows, but also he knows cars. And he's more than happy when people ring him up to say, like, this is what I'd recommend you do and stuff like that, especially with my championship. Other than that, everybody else is is under 25. So, mm. oh, well, no, no, they're not under 25. My brothers would be impressed if, if I said that. So <laughs> they're kind of under, and, like, my brothers are early 30s. So um, my deputies are still young. Yeah, so my deputies are still both, uh, under 30, 30-ish and um it's all about that like if, if we were all 60 it, it wouldn't
0: it wouldn't be the same no it's, I think I think I can understand obviously it's like no disrespect to anyone that's slightly older in the sport it's great they've got so much heritage and experience and knowledge about yeah. the sport, but it's so important for a young person to connect with another young person and try- I, think,
1: I think that's what what we've tried to do is it's nothing like I am so encouraging and so proud of a lot of the like older generation who are still active and are still doing it and stuff like that. Like it's nothing against that at all in any way. It's more that we want the sport to carry on and to do that we need the younger generation. But I also think sometimes I can connect with a younger person more directly than what what older people can do. And it comes, I think with me, they know that they can approach me. Like people will just send me a message on Facebook about the championship and I can respond to it straight away. They have an answer, they know where they're at. And it's that like approachable side of it a little bit more. Cause I know that I've been in situations where there's someone that's older and you get that like a little bit intimidated to be like, oh, what about this or what about that? And ask all the questions. Whereas when it's the same age, you don't mind so much. But yeah, it's, it's just about keeping it fun and not se- not too serious and enjoyable. It sounds like a
0: brilliant idea, and it's so worthwhile and so needed to get more young people doing things and take responsible roles like you're doing. I think there yeah. is this, and it's I said again, it's great that people stay in the sport for so long. There's a lot of older people because they've been in the sport since the dawn of rallying. Yeah. But it's it's good just to have young people having these conversations and doing stuff. Hopefully um, it's still class as a young person, by the way. No, <laughs> you definitely do. I'm just interrupting this podcast to say if you are interested do follow me on social media at pavley motorsport and leave a five-star review on this podcast thank you
1: but I think I think it's one of these things that you look at COVID now and you look at this more the elderly generation having to be more conscious of where they are and who they interact with and things like that it's it's not it's not about replacing anyone or taking them off it's just it's it's simply so that in 10 or 20 years time people are there with the with the knowledge and the experience yeah. and can step up and keep the sport sport going it's more it's more about that and that
0: longevity of it honestly tegan you've done such a great job and it's not an easy thing to do so well done i going to say a couple more questions just about you on a more personal level again just about you so along with organizing all this for the championship. <laughs> You've also got a day job which is working for a carbon fiber composites company, which again it's pretty cool for a 22 year old girl to be doing.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a bit different. So, um, I work for a company called Crosby Composites and we make um carbon fiber car parts, which yeah, it's it's exciting and I get to work on a lot of really interesting projects. Um, and I think for me, working with carbon fiber is is exciting in itself, because it's still, it's still a relatively new, new material. It's not, it's not like working with steel or. That's so cool that you think that's a great composite to work with. That's just a, that's a totally
0: different brain aspect to how yeah. it's really interesting.
1: And and I think, I think for me, like, um, it's as much as I, I love the Riley in and all of that, it's that technical using your technical abilities in a different way. So, um. Yeah, so but we make we make lots of interesting stuff and and we get lots of inquiries inquiries about different things that are really unique that you may that for me sometimes I'm like oh I wouldn't have thought about making it out of carbon fiber but now you've said it yeah it kind of makes sense um but it, yeah it's it's a bit stressful at times and a bit full on but it it is really enjoyable and yeah the luckily the people I work with again. In my department, I'm the only girl. Luckily, there's a lot more girls across the, the business, so it's not so bad. But, yeah, in my department, I'm the only girl. But the people I work with are great. And, yeah, it's really, really interesting, especially when you see some of the cars that things are on and you're like, oh, I made that bit.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> so We touched on, on this before we start recording. You said that sometimes you're watching a race and you're thinking, oh, that accident was expensive.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... it's it's really strange but i've had that from from both a work and a scrutineering perspective like i I remember with work i'll watch something and i'll be like oh that's some more that's expensive there but we're saying with scrutineering i've screened some really historic cars when i did i did the historic at castle Coombe once and then this car got like rear-ended and pushed into a car and it was like the crash total was like 22 million pounds. And I'm like, oh, my, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it,
0: it's so relevant, though. Like there's there's so much of this. And it's great that people can afford that and, you know, work yeah. hard to play for their racing and rallying like that. But again, it's coming back to your championship. You want to try and make it, you know, inspiring yeah. people that don't actually have all that cash to try and come and compete. There's no getting away from the fact that motorsport does cost money and it's it's not a cheap sport, of course, but your Championship USP is your offering that support to young people. And Tegan, as well, just how we have been talking, you've been brilliant how you just explained about everything you do. But again, you're such a normal, nice girl as well. And I think it's so important <laughs> for other girls and young people just to say, like, you're a normal person doing this. Yeah, I think,
1: I think it's important, especially from a female perspective, because I think sometimes females get branded that they're like got an agenda or (laughs) some motive or there's some it's nothing to do with that like I just like rallying my family have done it my my brothers do it and compete and I like I'm really close with my family and it's just about it's about having fun like I just want to do it because it's enjoyable I don't I think if you get to the point where you're starting to fall out of love with it then that's not you're not doing it right anymore If, Mm. if it's if it's breaking your bank account and it's just stress all the time, that's it's not enjoyable. Whereas for me, it's about like, yeah, come and do it. And at the end of the event, we'll all sit and we'll have a social, and I'll make sure you're all right, and I'll check in on you because it's it's, it's more than just turning up and competing and leaving. It's it's about building it. And and the thing is, it, the championship will grow. I know that people people will join it now, and they'll see see me now. They'll get to know me now. And if I'm like John, still scrutineering me when I'm sixty, those people will come back and say like, "Oh, do you remember that event when I went down through here?" There will starting? be the ones
0: saying, "Yeah, that those back in the good old <laughs> <And> days stories."
1: <laughs> also, yeah, exactly. But it's also about that like nostalgia of like just just doing it because it's enjoyable, not not for anything else, not not with a purpose. Just gets you out of the house, keeps you going. You know, it's it's fun but yeah I, I think I think that's the difference is that with this championship it's not there's n- there's no there's no underlying motive or anything like that it's simply just come out and enjoy
0: it's very clear that's what it's about for sure definitely and it's nice that you've also showed there's a different avenue that you can take within motorsport you know you're scrutineering when the championship yeah. you don't have to be the driver or engineer or navigator there's different ways that you can actually get involved yeah well.
1: and and I think that was something else that was important to me that like i have screened from a young age official wise we always see new people come in be it in car or racing or anywhere that are young with officials it's really hard to try and encourage youngsters into it um and i think that's kind of part of what i wanted to do with the championship was show actually this is what you can do this is where i've come from like i've got i've got young friends who are they're on race rescue there's clerks of courses and and so people there are new blood but at the same time if someone came to me and said oh look I really want to get involved but I don't want to do competing or whatever I I can help you get into it in another form be that clerking or scrutineering or marshalling or whatever but I so yeah it's just trying to encourage it across the board and I'll ask you the
0: last question, how have you been coping without any motorsport? <laughs> I mean, obviously behind the scenes you're organising and getting things ready to go as soon as they can but...
1: It's been it's a bit a strange one because normally I'm on an event every other weekend or travelling and so being locked out has been a bit intense but managing, playing a lot of computer games <laughs> and we, we moved house in May so we moved to the Cotswolds in May so for the first few months I had like just trying to rearrange the house and make sure everything was set up. But I think the other thing for me is is focusing on something. So next, this year now, I keep, I'm so used to saying next year, but this year is the, is the Roger Albert Clark rally. Um, and it's a big endurance rally that goes up. Well, normally in the last few years, we've gone up the country, um, but the route's slightly different this year. And uh, it's a week long, it's all historic, so there are an open class, um, we have people from all over come and do it, New Zealanders, Australia, Belgium, Germans, um, they all come and compete and that's, I, I'll start it on the Monday before and we'll finish it like the Tuesday later. So it's a full week of very intense, I think the rally is only four days or five days, but um, actual me being there is, is a lot longer with all the and stuff. and stuff. Um, last year or the last time we ran me and john had to go to belgium and do some cars in belgium and see some people out there for it oh, and i think having having something to focus on is is really helpful um and for me focusing on the fact that you know this year it might get slow going it might not not everything might not pan out but hopefully by november when the rally is we'll be able to go back on this great event and spend a week with all these great people and that event um I'm not sure if you've seen much or or had much to do with it before but that event is one of these people will do it once in a lifetime event
0: yeah my, my dad's well he's run his uh, business partner on it before and it's a it's an intense old rally it's it's pretty yeah. pretty intense it would be great to do it. I think it's kind of a bit of a, a throwback to how events used to be a lot longer more intense but it's it's very much about endurance getting to the end and so like it's
1: consistent. about it's about getting to the end through and through but everybody is trying to help everybody get um, to. It. so if you have an issue on one day we will make sure that you are getting back out for that second day um i know that last time they rebuilt an engine overnight and it's it's all about just getting to the finish but the camaraderie of, like camaraderie of it of saying like oh we've all done it, we've all got here it is just is just great and I remember, I think it was up in Scotland somewhere and me and John come down this road to go to a stage start and there were people parked on, like spectators parked on every side of the road. There were just, and we walked up into the forest. And like I said to John, if you had taken a picture and put it in black and white, you would have thought it was the city. It could have been any time. And it is, it's that real nostalgic, but I have to be really thankful for, for that event and, and the Roger Albert Clark um, Motor Club in in all because because they allow me to do
0: do what I do so Tegan thank you so much for letting me interview I know you're super busy so thank you ever so much it's been great to speak to you and hear your enthusiasm and I don't envy the challenge that you have it's a big one but you're doing a great job and just keep being yourself I think
1: no thank you for having me on and uh catching up it's really nice to speak to someone else that's in the sport and that's normal in the sport
0: Just to put a disclaimer out there, me and Tegan weren't just saying that everyone else in motorsport is weird, like we're all normal people. Um, it was just nice to catch up with another girl in the sport, really. And it was the first time I chatted to her for, um, on Zoom, so it was really nice to catch up. And I hope you enjoyed it. And if you've got any questions about the championship, do get in touch with Tegan. Um, I think you can easily get hold of them on their social media pages, Crew25. So follow, like, share and obviously spread the word for anyone you know who might be interested in that championship. But it was great to get Tegan on board. She has so many talents and it was great to talk to her. Please do leave a review for the podcast. Um, it would be really helpful. Just pushes us up on the ratings. So thank you so much. And do listen out for the next podcast, which is coming very soon. Listen out for that. And um, yeah, follow me on social media at Jade Paveley Motorsport. Thank you so much to my sponsors, The Forest Experience Rally School and to The Motorsport Lounge, which is coming soon.